Caribbean islands are all about luxury resorts and bespoke cocktails, designer brands, and well-to-do hotel suites. Wait, wait, wait. Haiti is more about one thing. Adventure. This half of Hispaniola has certainly had its troubles. Hispaniola. From devastating earthquakes to coup d'etats. But that can't change the rugged cliffs and palm-fringed beaches of Jacmel, nor the turquoise-blue waters of Labadee, where cruise ships now dock by their thousands. But for all intents and purposes, Haiti remains an off-the-beaten-track option with oodles of hidden surprises. Check out the soaring walls of the Citadel of Ferrier, the largest fortress in the America that oozes tales of slave revolts and colonization alike. Then there are the gorgeous sands of Cape Hachian, the pirate retreats of Tortuga, and dense forests and hiking trails. The list goes on. <laughs> yep, Haiti looks like it's set to become one of the Caribbean's top draws in the 21st century. What are you saying, Lala? I don't like the idea of those two words together, bespoke cocktails. And then I was just like, how can a cocktail be bespoke? And then in my head, as you were going on, I convinced myself that's probably right. And did you say Labadee? Labadee. Labadee. Labada. Labadee. Welcome to the Usual People Podcast. <laughs> my name is Anthony Herrera. I'm Lala. And I'm Elisa. And today, uh, well, I should say for people who uh, have never listened to the podcast before, the whole premise of our podcast is that we are three uh, friends. Four. four friends. Uh, <laughs> three and a half. Since high school. Uh, now in our mid-30s, trying things out for the first time. And today, for the very first time, we are watching Club Paradise. It's paradise. Now, as you know, uh, Lisa, I uh, I make lots of notes for uh, for these episodes in red ink. In red ink today, because I ran out of black ink, and yes, I'm very mad about it, and I didn't want to bring up that backstage kerfuffle. But kerfuffle. yes, I'm re- it, it it hurts my <laughs> eyes to read the, these notes off the red ink, and while uh, making a notes for our episode on uh, Club Paradise, the very first uh, note I wrote is, "Why the fuck are we watching Club Paradise?" <laughs> I've um, never seen so many movies. I have never heard of it. Me too. So like, um, okay, back in the day when VHSs were cool and you could buy them, my grandma would uh, get a whole bunch of blank ones and record movies off of like HBO or Showtime. Of course. And then she had like a library of movies and there's like three movies to a tape or something. So my cousin was just like, hey, what was that movie that grandma had? that had some lady kicking her legs out of a shower because they just fixed the water pressure. And I was like, I don't know. And, and then, that's, that's... That's the whole reason. That's the whole reason. Yeah. Because we, we knew we needed to record. We had no ideas. And then Club Paradise just fell in our laps. But she asked both of us, and we had, we had no, no idea. idea. And... Which is very rare that we haven't seen a movie. Yeah, or at least one of us yeah. hasn't seen... Now, I'm aware of Club Paradise because this is a movie that was on... It was one of the movies that was on a lot when we were little, Mm -hmm. but we just never watched it because it was so... Because the caliber... We all watched the Police Academy movies multiple times. Yes. And we know all about them. But this movie wasn't Police Academy good level. 
Oh, it was really? below that. Well, it had to have been because then nobody made us watch it. Yeah. Because like we didn't. Because we didn't choose to watch Police Academy. Like our older brothers or our parents were watching fucking Police Academy, and we just watched Police Academy. And, the, and me and Dave were actually having a discussion about in the Police car Academy? about yeah about how like actually frightening it would be to be arrested by any of the guys from Police Academy. <laughs> like if a cop was arresting you and then like talking like a robot. <laughs> That would get weird. Only if you're like high or drunk or something. No, like, like if, if like, Bobcat Goldthwait rolled up. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. And you're trying well, to talk to that guy. Yeah, and he's just like, uh, you have the right to remain silent. Oh, shut up! It's just like you would freak the fuck out. Just like, no. Yeah, I would probably drive away. <laughs> that, as I have learned from my brother's court cases, is a felony. It is. That is vehicular fleeing from the scene is a felony. Is Don't, that the name for it? Vehicular it's fleeing? It's like it's fleeing the scene in a vehicle. Like fleeing the scene on just on foot, that's a misdemeanor. But if you flee the scene in a car, that car is considered a weapon and you can go to jail. Yeah, and you can hurt people. Exactly. And that's why he's facing multiple years in jail. But let's not talk about him. Let's talk about Club Paradise. Um so I'm I might as well just give you the information that I have about it off of Wikipedia. Just because what do you guys know? Does you know anything about? I know Robin Williams and Eugene Levy and and who's Rick, the other guy? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis are in it. Okay. Is that what you were going to say? No. No. I was going to say I have no earthly concept of what it is at all. Okay. I got confused and thought it was Club Dread. Right. You thought it was Broken Lizard's Club Dread yeah. and, um, and it's not. Yeah. Remember when you said it? We were like, what are you talking about, Dave? Broken Lizard's like, yeah. Club Paradise. What? <laughs> <laughs> so from Wikipedia, Club Paradise is a 1986 American comedy film directed by Harold Ramis starring Robin Williams, Twiggy, Peter O'Toole, and Jimmy Cliff. The film reunites director, co-writer Ramis with most of his SCTV co-stars, member, cast members Andrea Martin, Eugene Levy, Rick Moranis, Joe Flaherty, and Robin Duke play supporting How roles in the film. How did it go wrong? <laughs> it sounds great. As his co-writer, Brian Doyle Murray, Murray, a former SCTV staff writer. The movie follows a group of vacationers staying at the newly opened Club Paradise as a series of increasingly unlikely events take place. So, we're all familiar with this type of movie. Uh, there was a lot of movies like this. People go on vacation and... Summer vacation. Yeah, summer rental. Summer rental, that's it. There yeah. you go. And shit the just Great goes, Outdoors. The Great, great outdoors. outdoors. That's all... We've seen this movie tons of times. Lucas. That is not what Lucas <laughs> is about. I meant Goonies. <laughs> that is not what Goonies is about. But there is... Oh, yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. Lucas was about... Uh, Dutch. <laughs> I can't I can't mm. even think about Lucas anymore. Because of what yeah. happened to Corey Hayes. Yeah. Oh. I can't sorry. even think These fucking that. karate instructors everywhere fucking ruining everything. I fucking hate it. So let's get off that. Though, I do want to point out that Lucas was one of the movies that we taped off of HBO and had. Yes. We had Lucas. We had Predator. We had Three Amigos. Um... Trying to remember some others. Oh, we had Project X, the uh, Matthew Broderick. War Mo Games. You know what? I think we had <laughs> Lucas and St. Elmo's Fire on the same tape. Mm. That's a weird double feature. Yeah. That doesn't work at we all. We had Arthur and Girls Just Want to Have Fun Afterwards. That's a good, good combination, though, because yeah. those are both really fun movies. Yeah. Dave, what are the movies you had on that you illegally copied off HBO? I remember RoboCop getting a lot of heavy action. Mm -hmm. um, the Indiana Jones series. Sure. But those were kind of long, though. Right. And I think it, we always ended up watching it because it was on the same tape as that 80s version of The Secret Garden with Colin Firth. 
<laughs> there was an 80s version of The Secret Garden with Colin Firth? Yeah, he played the crippled boy. Colin Firth at, played the crippled boy? As an adult. Wait, what? Or, yeah. Like in a crippled adult? Like boy. at the end. Oh. Of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I thought that would be weird to just have like, he would have been like in his 20s at that point, but <laughs> yeah. still, that's still too old to be playing the crippled boy. I'm 13. Secret... <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, my... <laughs> that was a terrible impression. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's not like that at all. I am a little lad. <laughs> we apologize. Keep Colin going. Firth. Keep going. What uh, is Colin Firth like in the Secret Garden? Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've lost that thread a little, but uh, <laughs> Bridget Jones. Um, so now I kind of want. Now I don't want to see that movie. So. Which it's one? Boring. Secret Garden or yeah. Bridget Jones? Or the version of all this that Elisa came up with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see that version. It's, you can't. I, I don't have the puppets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get more into... Um, what are we watching? Club Paradise. Before we get more into that, I want to bring up something. You guys, you guys try to go behind my back. No. Elisa was not part of it. She just found out about it yesterday. Okay. Oh, is that what Daniel ruined? Yeah, and she, I don't think she quite understood. Then I'll lay out the plot for you. Okay. Basically, Lala, and I'm assuming Dave. Why do you went look behind like that? My back. <laughs> I, I don't know you what's look happening. So confused. <laughs> went behind my back, and you were going to have my nephew oh, yeah. come yeah, on yeah. without my knowledge to surprise me. Like, this is some fucking bloopers and practical joke shit. Like, I'm one of the fucking, uh, what are they? The Staten Island fucks. The Three Stooges? The Impractical Jokers. Oh. And he was going to come on. And then, not only that, once you realized how terrible of an idea it is, you gave me the job <laughs> of telling him that he couldn't come on our show. And how did he take it? He was sad. Oh, no. Like, we thought he might have just, No, you know, he did not forget. He circled the calendar and everything. Yeah, like, because when I told him, like, I was just like, hey, man, they, you can't come on the show. He was like, oh, damn it. And then he was all, I think I wrote down what he had said he wanted to do. Um, hold on. All oh, right, no, I remember what he said he was going to do. I was going to go on there, and I was going to do King of the Hill impressions and talk about taxes. Oh, And he was like, man. what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of plan is that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> It'd be great if he does the impressions while talking about taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's what's his plan. It was a drunk plan, okay? <laughs> and then we started talking about it more, and I was just like, oh, yeah, Jackie's supposed to be the first guest. He can't yeah. come. Our friend Jackie was always meant to be the first guest. We just haven't got it together. Yeah. So And so it was just like... Anytime we try to bring it together, it just falls apart. Last minute, we have to do something else. And it was just... Not it was just so many betrayals going on at one at all all at once. That's terrible. I didn't have his number to say, hey dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have no way of contacting him. Yeah. He did mention that when uh you did when you did bring it up to him that you were you were very drunk. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you were making him what was it? You were like explaining some music to him, of course, that he was just like, and I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> Um, so, there's that, and so, but you guys, so... Where was I? I have no idea. So, you, you guys met my nephew pretty much for the first time since, if you maybe saw him when he was little, maybe. Yeah. But you met him for the first time this past Easter when he came to your party, and what would you, would you guys genu generally think of this man? Um, so... 
there's always <laughs> these type of people that um, oh, people like really like and are drawn to, and mm-hmm. they're charming and they're nice and they're good looking. Yeah. And Jackie even said this, and you know, I was already thinking it. Are you describing and Ted Bundy? <laughs> and you can't trust him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I automatically don't trust people that are a combination of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's uh, he's don't let his charms fool you. He's a slippery devil. He um he could have planned 9/11 for all I know. And uh, just to give you an idea of the type of person you're you were dealing with, I'm bringing I brought this item from home. It's one of his personal things he wore out to the beach the other day. Um, take a look at it. <laughs> it's a fanny pack with speakers on it. And it's America. It's an American flag fanny pack with a built-in stereo. Was he wearing Speedos? I don't really want to know. <laughs> no, no. I don't really want to know. He was wearing American flag shorts. Is that waterproof? Yes. Wow, so practical. Yeah. We are a month away, two months away from July. Yeah. Just to give you a concept He's ready. of what's going on. Yeah, he on. is he took this he was gonna take this just to go swimming in somebody's pool and then he thought, I'm dressed so cool, I gotta go to North Padre Island and show this shit off. I thought North Padre Island... Oh, well, that's like Port Aransas, right? You're right. It's yeah. like that whole area. Yeah. Because like the whole middle area is that like whatever reserve. Now, out of everybody here, uh, the person whose sartorial choices, uh, clothing sense I trust the most is Dave's. Dave, what do you think about this American flag fanny pack with built-in speakers? I think we messed up and we should have had him on today. <laughs> I regret both decisions. <laughs> damn it. I didn't know I about brought it. this... <laughs> Why do you... I brought this on as specifically so that you would never have him on our show. It's going to happen he's one got day. It, mm, and it's going it to be an ambush. I'm sorry. I've been carrying around <laughs> an American flag fanny pack with built-in speakers all day to stop this nephew thing from getting out of hand, and I've just made it worse. Yeah, 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 we, we yeah will you extend did. The invitation oh, God. at some point. It, I, it's just... It was mainly that Jackie has to be the first. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, look forward to that, guys. It's still got sand on it. Ugh. Anyway, so it does have sand on it. Let's put it back in the bag. Yeah, you're getting sand on the table, Anthony. (laughs) God damn it! How am I the bad guy? No, you people are the bad guys. I mean, don't look at me. I wasn't the bad guy. I just found out about it. I mean, your nephew wouldn't have brought this here. Yeah. And put sand in our house. (laughs) If he would have showed up, if he would have showed up, like the next time, I would have brought the thing, and I would have looked even more crazy. He wears this. He wears this in public. Anyway, so Club Paradise is a uh, fucking movie. It's set in the Caribbean, and it was a failure at the box office. Um, it's directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. And Ramis, this is what he said about it. We thought Club Paradise had a good chance, but we were the fourth what? Caribbean comedy out that year, and none of them did any business. The casting ended up being diametrically opposed to what was intended. It was intended for Bill Murray and John Cleese. So basically, Bill Murray was going to play the Robin Williams part, and uh, John Cleese was going to play the Peter Where was Bill Murray? Part. What do you mean, where you was You mentioned he? a Murray. Is that his brother? No, Brian Doyle Murray wrote the movie. That's oh. his older brother. Okay. 
Uh, so, so was this supposed to be like a National Lampoon thing? It wasn't a National Lampoon thing. It was just, you know, it was just comedy. Harold yeah, Ramis okay. got yeah. SCTV people. So Bill Murray was supposed to play the laid back guy and Cleese as the over the top guy. And they ended up with Robin Williams and Peter O'Toole. And oh, for some reason, Who's O'Toole Peter played. O'Toole? He's uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, the, did the villain in Ratatouille. <laughs> but that turns out to be the good guy, the, the food critic. He voiced that. Remember High Spirits? Nope. Fuck. Superman. Wow. No, he was in Supergirl. Oh, Supergirl. That's right. He was Supergirl. the dude in Supergirl who okay. lived on the planet with Supergirl and taught her all the things. Mm-hmm. I've seen Supergirl. But you don't remember don't Peter remember. Artulo, one of the greatest actors I'll who just, ever lived. You know what? Just keep on. I'm going to Google search him. Good. And I'll be like, oh, that guy. Um, so basically, he blames the casting. The cast got fucked up, and that's why he said it failed. Um, and I have uh, some modern day... Um, that's just basically blaming the actors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, somebody nobody really knows is do- usually is in the spotlight, the casting director. Yeah. So he was sort of just saying that that was the problem. It was nothing to do with the script or me or anything. Or the it was, idea. Yeah, it was the guys. He- oh, he was in Troy. I'm just kidding. I never saw that movie. I've never seen any of these movies. I've never even seen Ratatouille. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, while you grapple with that. He's in Club Paradise. We <laughs> <laughs> know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I looked up some modern reviews off the website Letterboxd, which is basically a it's sort of like a social media site where you can post movie reviews of movies, let people know what movies you've watched. And these are the reviews I got. The, their star system works on a one or a half star to five star scale. This is from Nathan Rabin, two stars. If you ever wondered what would Caddyshack be like if it were set in the Caribbean and also completely forgettable despite the presence of the entire cast of SCTV, here's your answer. The half star review by user Pube says... Pube as in pubic? Yes. Yeah. He says, this reminds me a lot of Corey Feldman's sole directorial effort, 1997's Busted. Complete nonsense garbage. Yuck, Club Paradise is even worse because at least there were boobs in Busted. I hate this movie. (laughs) Human Bean gave a star and a half review and said, starring the fakest bag of weed in all of cinema history. Now, so have that human bean is B-E-A-N or bean, bean as, as in, in like a B-E-A-N. human bean? Human bean. It's a pun. Human bean. Human bean. Yeah. You like how I caught, I, I, uh, I like how that you out. get hung up on the names and not the fact that we're about to watch a terrible movie that these people are warning us about. I've seen lots of terrible movies. <laughs> with but both none starring you guys. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> this is the first one starring Peter O'Toole you're going to be in. And then Fake Shemp gave... We- Three stars. Hey, we might pay better attention to this than we did ABC Murders. Fuck. God, that movie sucks. <laughs> Fake Champ gave three stars, which is technically a positive review. And they said, I'm fairly sure that Robin Williams was spastic on blow long before 1986. In fact, I'm fairly sure he cleaned up to raise his kids in the 90s. That's his review. Well, oh, uh, what movie is this between? Um, for me, for Robin Williams? Well, for any of them. Like, give me some big movies. It's 1986. Okay. Um. So what was before that they did? Um, the 1986 was the same year The Little Shop of Horrors came out. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, they, Rick Moranis had done Strange Brew. Robin Williams had made, like, Moscow on the Hudson. 
um, and a bunch of really forgettable movies. He had already made Popeye in 80, hmm. and he hadn't... Basically, later that year, Good Morning Vietnam would come out. And then he became And that's a when star. he became the big movie star. But okay. before that, he was just known for a bunch of bad movies and being Mork from Mork and Mindy. Oh, wow. For Eugene Levy, it's in between Splash and Armed and Dangerous. Wow. Um, yeah. He fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I would like to do a quiz. I'm good at those. You are very good at these quizzes. Um, and this quiz, because Ramus mentioned that there were like four, that this was the fourth. Um, Caribbean movie to come out that year. And I was trying to figure out what the others were because I couldn't find the others. The only one I could find out was a movie called Water from 1985 with Michael Caine was set in the Caribbean. Um, but nothing else like around that time. So I just started looking up movies set in the Caribbean. And this quiz is all about real or fake movies set in the Caribbean. Okay, so uh, it's either real or a fake movie. A movie that I made up. Okay, I'm ready. And it's just a quick little description of what happens in the movie. First one, a group of tourists encounter aquatic Nazi zombies when they become shipwrecked. True. Real. Oh, yeah, real. <laughs> Dave? I'm going to say fake. It is real. It's yeah. It's 1977 Peter uh, Cushing film Shockwaves, where a bunch of, uh, one of the most striking monsters I've ever seen in a movie, it's a bunch of weird bald Nazis wearing goggles who come up from the waves and drown people. Mm. It's quite good. That's why I don't go to the beach. Don't. All the aquatic Nazis, they'll get you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next one. Santa Claus gets really into ska and moves his workshop down to Jamaica and changes his name to Skanta Claus. He eventually takes his own life. Real. That's fake. Fake. <laughs> why can't that movie be real? Nobody would greenlight that. Skanta Claus? Nobody would greenlight that. Come on. He takes his own life in the end. Well, I already decided it was real before you said that part. <laughs> that I was like, I could see it with the red, white, checkered suit. Just, a skinny tie. Just a whole movie about Santa being really into Sky, and then all of a sudden he kills himself. With some dreads and everything. <laughs> Fucking Santa and dreads. And that's where emo came from. That could be the case. Next one. A nightclub singer from Harlem heads down to the Caribbean where men called tight pants and high pockets fall in love with her. True. I mean, real. Real. True. Real. That is real. The name of that movie was Dirty Gertie from Harlem, USA. Wow. That Dirty Gertie. What year was that made? It was like 1940-something. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird, weird one that I just picked out. Next one. Pro skateboarder Tony Hawk heads down to the Caribbean to make his dream of skateboarding on water a reality, but is discouraged when he learns of the existence of surfing. He eventually takes his own life. That's like a mix between uh, Gleaming the Cube and Point Break. Lala, real or fake? That one got Lala, oh, I guess. Man. Yeah, we put her on the bench. That's fake. That is fake. I did make that one up. What did it sound like, Elisa? I don't know. Cross between Gleaming the Cube and uh, Point Break. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Except he takes his own life in the end. Yeah, well, you keep getting to that part. It throws me off, man. Oh, okay. Oh, my heart hurts. Do you I was want more wondering. coffee? <laughs> 
how in the movie Tony would take his life. <laughs> like, how did he do it? Oh, what he did? He did it. He basically, he went out water skating and put rocks in his pockets so that when he fell off, he couldn't go back up. It's That's- like the, like that one uh, fucking... Stars boy just walks into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what Tony Hawk did. Oh, uh, next one. Terrorists take over a plane in the Bahamas filled with beauty pageant contestants and a deadly toxin that can wipe out mankind. True. 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 That's Miss Congeniality. That is not Miss Congeniality. Part that three. is the night they took Miss Beautiful. Wow. Which was a TV. Terrible title. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was a TV movie from the 70s <laughs> when they were all just making the dumbest fucking movies. Like, there's another movie called Kill Dozer. You ever heard of that? No. Where a bulldozer gets possessed by a demon and starts trying to kill everybody. Wow. There are a lot of machine possessed. Mm-hmm. Or demon possessed machine movies out there. Yeah. I didn't really think about that till I was looking into more of it when I was reading about Night Shift or something. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, there's a ton, and um, they also have like weird like giant train movies where like a giant train is like a luxury liner, but it's gonna crash. They did a lot of weird stuff in the seventies. Next one. The Grimace from McDonald Land heads down to the Caribbean where he experiments with Rastafarianism and later voodoo to fill an emptiness within, but nothing works, and eventually he's on the verge of taking his own life when he is saved by the grace of the living Christ and thus changed. He makes a movie about his redemption starring Kevin Sorbo, who eventually takes his own life. (laughs) Fake. Fake. That is fake. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, <laughs> I, when I was when I was researching this joke I was making, um, he's made a lot of Christian movies, but he also makes a lot of Christian movies where like he dies in caramobile accidents really? and then finds God. Like that movie? Yeah, something like That's that. Or like late. before he dies. Like before he dies, <laughs> oh. he, can, he becomes a Christian. Um, okay, next one. A wacky army up in arms over female charms. The laughs begin when the girls take over. I don't want to say real. Real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's real. It's, it's a 1960 movie called When the Girls Take Over. It's basically the Cuban Revolution just happened, so they decided to make a comedy about it where to fight the rebels, a guy gets a bunch of hot girls together to make them fall in love and calm down. <laughs> no. That was it. And the last one. A complete fucking asshole just fucking ruins everything. Santa? No. In the Caribbean? Yeah, in the Caribbean. I mean, it's got to apply to something. Yeah, that's real. Maybe. Real? (laughs) Wait, can you repeat it? A complete fucking asshole just fucking ruins everything. Mm. Fake. And the other two are real? Yeah. It's real. It's 1492, The Conquest of Paradise, the Christopher Columbus movie starring Gerard Depardieu. Fuck Christopher Columbus. And Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude sucks uh, now. We just lost our Italian listener. <laughs> All right, what are Italians? We have it's an French. Italian listener. He's French. I know, but Columbus. But oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, the Italians really I take Columbus seriously. I know so much about people. <laughs> Pay attention and listen. I listen. I just forget. I might have studied some history. (laughs) I can't remember what this was. I wanted to start a Tumblr that was specifically about Gerard Depardieu and call it something. It was a pun. 
And it was really stupid, but it turned out it already existed, so wow. I didn't do it. No, oh. that's <laughs> Did you know that the Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa Maria uh, went down, the replica in Corpus? Really? Yeah, it just sunk. It just sunk, and now they're going to try to get it up, but they don't know it, why it sunk, so they got it figured out. But it's, it's in the water. I don't know if it's above the water now. This Did was a couple days ago. They try some sort of ED medication. God damn it. God damn it. Oh. With that horrible joke, we are going to take a break and now watch Club Paradise, and then we're going to come back and report on our findings. See you after the break. Or we might just take our own life. <laughs> take our own fucking life. This is the metal where you roll your thumbs and metal in the middle You act crazy like your name is Jan Brady The usual, the beautiful, the people's podcast I'll try it and describe it and provide a broadcast This is the metal where you roll your thumbs and metal in the middle You act crazy like your name is Jan Brady The usual, the beautiful, the people's podcast I'll try it and describe it and provide a broadcast Just finished watching Club Paradise. Um, we would have uh, we would have started recording sooner, but uh, what, what the hell were you guys doing? Playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, on our phone. Yeah. You just kept screaming devil wings. No, not the whole time. I was catching my fish. Yeah, there was I was a fishy catching tournament. my fish. And yeah. Now why couldn't this be done later at all? It because is a tournament, man. We only have an hour left for this cycle of the tournament. Yeah, and we wanted to get it over. And, yeah, I only and, have to the 29th. I got to get that gold trophy. Well, I think this, um, you people who were complaining to me about how we don't get episodes out enough, you don't understand the kind of time constraints we're under. You have uh, this tournament that you're on. Yeah, we, it's, I just started it today. Yeah. It started Thursday, yeah. last week, mm-hmm. and it ends the 29th. I shouldn't say dates. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay, it ends Tuesday at 1 a.m. or Monday at 1 a.m. So we had that time constraint, which I didn't even know about. And then we had to start recording early today because uh, the Spurs are on today. Fuck and yeah. this this is a ride or die. They could be kicked out, huh, Dave? Yeah, this is an it's, elimination game yeah. for both teams. It's a ride or die. La da 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 da. Tupac, bitches. Mm-hmm. Right? It's Tupac? That's accurate. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. What did everyone think about Club Paradise? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it either. And even with all the nipples, I mean, it wasn't as degrading as I thought it was going to be. Because they're mostly Eugene Levy's nipples. Eugene Levy's nipples and were inescapable in this were. movie. They were. Like, every time they appeared on screen, it was just like the focal point, and you couldn't concentrate on anything. They because were swollen, too, right? They yeah. were swollen. They were puffy. They were in a sea of hair, and it looked like he had just cut the hair around the nipple Yeah, off. because there was like this little ring of like brown skin yeah. around And then his... cherry red yeah. nipples. They matched his glasses. They matched his glasses. Yeah. And they could be fake nipples. I don't think those they, were fake nipples. I don't think you could have faked them. Like, if they were fake, they would have looked ultra fake. Yeah. Like the... in that movie with uh, 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 the comics and the, 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 the guy's <laughs> name was Brody and Stan Lee. Mall rats. Mall rats. Okay, yes. yes. The uh, fortune teller with the third yeah, nipple. They that just was did a, like a, a nipple pasty. Nope. Those were real 100% yeah. beef nipples. Well, I mean, because they would have put nipples on top of nipples, and it would have 
been yeah, there. it would have been it would, yeah. But I don't know. They also had um, his balls shot. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of shots where it was go looking up his shorts. Yes. The camera Harold Ramis, I think, might have been doing that on purpose. Yeah, I think, I think there had to have been a certain point where like they realized it wasn't working. Well, yeah, no, I think. Him and uh, Eugene Levy were like, okay, it's going to be funny if you get the shot from here. Yeah, probably. And that's what they were relying on because they realized that Robin Williams just was not right for this role. He wasn't right for this role, but he wasn't the only problem. No. But you pointed out something that, because I've never really enjoyed Robin Williams as a comedic actor at all. Like, I just don't find him that funny. Yeah. Like, both his stand-up and as as like Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, all that sort of thing, I just never found him funny. And I think you... You captured something. What did you say about him when you talk, comparing him to Bill Murray and delivering these lines? Oh, right, because like it was very clear from the beginning this role was written for Bill Murray because Bill Murray can deliver maudlin and make it funny. Yes, like you know he's just got that timing, he's got the tone. Well, and Bill Murray just knows how to play against a line. Yeah. Like he doesn't. He makes a choice that isn't the most obvious choice when a line when it yeah. comes to lines, and that's what Robin Williams does. Robin Williams always goes for the most obvious way to play a line. Yeah, and so he was just playing maudlin, a straight maudlin, and it was depressing, yeah. almost. It was just yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. So it was very... And then, like, in the parts where he's supposed to be, like, you know, like, maybe Bill Murray's, like, doing a fast-talking, like, speech, and he's just, like, trying to get people a little jovial and mm. a little serious, he just sounded angry. Yeah, like, exactly. he was just playing the role too straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of the characters, like Peter O'Toole, same thing. Yeah. Like, he was just playing it too straight, like he was in a drama. Yeah, but he's like a Shakespearean dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. He's not John Cleese. Exactly. He's not John Cleese. Who's John Cleese? Um, he, Monty Python? Yeah, from Monty Python. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the little mustache? Yeah. Mostly. The little grayish, whitish, blackish mustache. And he's like, hello, I'm John Cleese. Yes. Monty Python. Ah. Yeah. Sounds a yeah. lot like your Peter Firth in the Secret Garden. Colin, Colin Firth. Colin Firth. God damn it. I think you're talking about Peter O'Toole oh. and Colin Firth at the same yes. time. Mm-hmm. But also putting in a little bit of that. Mm. <laughs> Just <laughs> that, that mm. special stuff. Yeah, yeah, that little twist of line that's so you. No, I wasn't. I just fucked up. Um, Sorry. And. But there's a review that I didn't put on here from that Letterbox website, which seemed very apt after watching the movie, which was, it was a negative star. It was like two stars, but the review simply said, Andrea Martin, though. Oh, yeah. Andrea Martin was, she was the genuinely funny and in this movie. She was funny, and I love her so much. She was great. Like, she knew how to play that role. Like, mm-hmm. everything she did, like, from the beginning, where she just seemed like the absolute most cuntish person ever. Mm-hmm. Until when she just relaxed and was just She was the most enjoyable. Yeah, Yeah. she was just having fun. She was the only one who looked like she was having any fun making this movie. Especially with the limbo scene. Yeah, and she's just, (laughs) she's obviously on a thing with rollers on her back and she's going back and forth. It's hilarious. She was was delightful. She was. And it's, and I, from watching it, I think it's obvious that Julie Klausner was probably a fan of this movie because the way her character starts off is just Julie Klausner's mom in Difficult People. That's exactly what the character is. Yeah. But she never loosens up. She's just mean the whole time. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing to discover. Um, 
one of the things I noticed about this movie um, that happens a lot with like there's this trend in movies, particularly in the 70s and 80s, about where the movie's just basically about white people and black countries. Yeah, it, it had a very white savior problem. Well, sure. Like, but, most of these movies yeah. do. Um, and they're always bad, and they almost they almost always feature either Roger Moore or Michael Caine. And uh, Michael Caine, he was sort of the king of making movies in the Caribbean. Really? But mainly because he just wanted to get paid to go on vacation. Yeah. He made three... He totally has that vibe. Yeah, exactly. He's made three terrible movies filmed in the Caribbean simply for the paycheck. Miss Congeniality? Was that in the Caribbean? It was here in San I thought Antonio, I said but oh, he had a total vacation vibe about him. Yeah, when he was here. So there was. Um, oh, this, yeah, the first one was shot here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first the, one of the movies he made was called Water, which is kind of like this movie. It's set on a Caribbean island uh, that's owned by the British, and basically they discover a uh, natural spring of spring water. You know, the Perrier type water. Evian. Yes. Evian. Basically. Dasani. And, and then a company wants to come in and buy the island. Which is kind of the plot of this movie. It's yeah. all about companies trying to buy the islands and then the people rising up and destroying them. Then he made a horrible movie called The Island, um, which is about him discovering a group of pirates who've been pirates in on this one island since the 17th century, and it's now 1980. And he goes and fights them, and he lures them onto a, a big battleship, and then he kills them all with a machine gun. It's literally, that's the only part of that movie that's worth anything, is this scene where Michael Caine just appears out of nowhere with this huge machine gun and kills 40 dudes in like 10 seconds. Other I mean, than that, don't watch this movie. That's like Michael Caine at his best, like in the 60s, when mm -hmm. he was doing his revenge movies. He was just killing everybody, and, exactly. Yeah. Do your Michael Caine impression. I don't know what I got in my pocket, but I've got some fashion well, taste. Well, you got to keep your lips tight together or oh. you, I don't know. I'm oh, try, let me use your uh, thing. I don't know what I got in my pocket, but I know it got fashion taste. No, you sound like the guy from uh, Men in Black. <laughs> the Vincent D'Onofrio's character. Yes. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 are we just doing the trip now? Uh, we might be just doing the trip <laughs> with, uh, yeah. What? I don't, I don't know if, oh, no, that, how did you, I don't know. I, uh, <clears throat> I don't want your life. I don't want your life. Well, the southern accent is really easy to do. I'm not going to do it because I'm probably going to sound terrible. <laughs> My Jaws name for is Dawson. The Revenge. Remember that movie? Played the fourth by <laughs> Michael Caine. Jaws. Jaws. Starring Michael Caine. This last two minutes has been completely unlistenable. This is awful. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, Jaws for the Revenge. I thought what my impressions it? were Jaws for the Revenge, also filmed in the Caribbean. Also, specifically by Michael Caine there's said... There's no Jaws 4. There's a Jaws 4. Why? Exactly, why? <laughs> You've never seen Jaws 4? I don't think I've, I've never seen, seen the third it. one. I've never seen the third one either. I've seen one and two. two. No, Jaws 4 is great. Wow, so, straight to video? No, it was released in theaters. Basically, Roy Scheider isn't in it anymore. Chief Brody's yeah. died, but his wife is still alive, and her sons. one of her sons becomes a cop, and the cop's son is out on the water for some reason, and then a shark kills him. A uh, great white shark. And so, like, this woman was like, I'm tired of all these sharks. I'm going to the Caribbean. So she goes to the Caribbean, and that shark that killed her son follows her to the Caribbean, where her other son is a shark expert now. 
And then Michael Caine's there always hitting on her. And then they got to kill, they kill the shark with, by stabbing it in the head with a boat. Oh, I kind of got to see it now. I didn't really know it had Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine's in it. He's a, he's just a, he's just a Lothario playboy. He missed the Oscars where he won an Oscar because he was filming this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Where are the Antilles? Fuck. I don't know. Dave, can you look up where the Antilles are while uh, we try to keep talking? Why okay. do you want to know where the Antilles are? No, because I just kind of want to bring up, uh, you know, Shark versus Zombie. And, uh, from uh, from the movie Zombie, zombie 2? Yeah, Zombie 2. That's, uh, and, you know, it's... I think it's somewhere in, in the, the Caribbean. Caribbean. It might as well be. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it specifically is because that was on the list of movies filmed in, in the Caribbean that oh, I looked okay. up. And I know you haven't seen it, Elisa, because no. the movie's too scary for you. No, I won't see it, but I want to say, well, that is a shark in the water. Fuck. <laughs> mm. There wasn't even an accent. It was, was the trying. thing about that. I don't know. I'm sorry. Who do you think would win in a fight between a zombie and a shark? Michael Caine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got all the guns. I think a shark. Yeah. Is it a zombie shark? No, it's just a regular old shark. Yeah, I think the zombie zombie one. The The zombie zombie win. Well, it's a zombie. It would be weird in a zombie movie where a shark beats a zombie. If it was a shark movie, it's sort of like how in America, King Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong wins, and then in Japan, Godzilla wins. Wait, 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 wait. Or is that a fucking myth? Well, Godzilla would always win. Did the shark have dinner before the the zombie fight? Because sometimes the shark's just doing its thing. They didn't get into the life story of the shark before. Sharks aren't angry. They're not angry fish people. Okay. They're sharks. They eat. They don't go hunting for zombies. (laughs) They don't have any war... They're just hungry, and if they're not hungry... Clearly, you did not pay very close attention to the Meg. That shark was just angry. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> that shark is too big. My uh, my kid liked the movie. Oh, uh, that makes sense. It's one of those horror movies that's not a horror movie at all. It is. A, I couldn't yeah. watch it. My kid you saw more of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the reason you can tell it wasn't a horror movie um, is because the the dog totally survives... Um, Spoilers for the Meg. Yeah, because there's that whole trend recently where the fucking dog dies in horror movies, and it's like fucking stop killing the damn dog. You what? Here's my thing about that. I don't understand why people get so upset when dogs die in movies. Because they can relate to them better than the actual. But it's so weird because it's just like because all you're doing is saying that dog is not a professional actor. Oh what? my god, let's really. Well, I'm just it. saying, like, if it's a dog, is he's acting in a movie, there's then people die in movies. And then you're like saying that, well, no. dogs can't have death scenes. Because it adds a layer of sadness that doesn't need to be there. I'm just saying. I just want to bring it back to limiting, Club Paradise. You, yeah. Because there was a dog in that movie, was and there? it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, baby. The dog in yeah, the fire. Yeah, the beginning. The, the oh, the only funny part of the movie with Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. where he's standing at the window and he explodes. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. that. This is the kind of movie where you forget people are in it. Yeah. Like when Twiggy wasn't in it for 10 minutes and then she shows up again. Oh, yeah, the girl doesn't wear bras in this movie. And it was just, that's the thing. That's, that's the ultimate thing about this movie. It's completely forgettable. 
You know, I don't think most of the female actors were wearing bras, like, because they were wearing, like, clothes that it was really obvious they weren't mm-hmm. wearing bras, yeah. or they couldn't wear bras to wear the clothes properly. But Twiggy was the only one where it was just so obvious she wasn't wearing a bra. You noticed way before me. I know. So, <laughs> there you go for that. I wonder that. what the bra fashion in 86, 85 Yeah, 85, 86. For, you know, island wear. Maybe you just didn't wear bras. Yeah, but, like, the rest of the female characters, you know, they were wearing, like, kind of tops that go down to their belly button, so they have to show the cleavage, Mm. or they were wearing those really, like, flowy blouses that were opened below the cleavage. and She just had, like, a tank top. Yeah, and then, like, you didn't notice it as much as you did with her. Something about the way her boobs were just there. Yeah. (laughs) Not to, hate on Twiggy. Not, not to hate on Twiggy. Not to hate on Twiggy. This podcast is very pro Twiggy. It we is. Love her. And her bangs. <laughs> yeah, her mod style. So I actually it's, just can't think of much more to say about Club Paradise. Yeah, it was really all right. Isn't much. It wasn't. So I mean, don't go see it. But if it's on, change the channel. Where would they go? Right. Don't I mean, go see it. <laughs> Where would they go? They're gonna be at home. I'm just saying, if like the if the Alamo Draft House is having a they'll never bad do that. Robin Williams movie retrospective where they play that Bicentennial Man, Moscow on the Hudson, um, and, they, and it's an all night thing, and they're just playing in what else is the terrible movie Patch Adams? They play Patch Adams too. Just all of his what dreams Jack, may come. What dreams may come, Jack? They go all night. One with hour shit. photo. <laughs> One Insomnia. hour photo is good. I never saw this. Oh, that one movie, Life and Garp. The World According to Garp. The Fisher King. The Fisher King is a bad movie. I've never seen it. It's not good. Nobody, no matter what anybody says, that movie's not good. That movie with that Matt Damon guy. Oh, Good Will Hunting. Good Will Hunting. That wasn't good. It's all right. It's like one of those movies that everyone just has to agree was good, but nobody wants to watch it. Like the Titanic. Yeah. I like Titanic. I like it too, but it's just one of those movies. Everybody agrees is a good movie, but it didn't really deserve it's all the terrible. accolades it got. Sure, I mean, I think they were just. I think they when when it comes to Titanic and the Oscars and all that, they just wanted to say to James Cameron, "It's just like holy shit, you did it." Yeah, like you he, pulled this shit off. You made the most expensive movie ever, and it made a billion dollars. Congratulations! You sunk the Titanic again. <laughs> I mean. It Who was does like that? a slam dunk sunk. Yeah. Remember those uh, those artists Which that died in the Titanic? The ones that went down while playing their Oh, the musicians in the movie? You yeah. know those fucking idiots that didn't try to save themselves? You know what? The show must go on. <laughs> that would have been better if it was Queen just on the, the deck of the Titanic. <laughs> and then once they hit the water, they get electrocuted because, you know, they're <laughs> the, Queen. Yeah. So, moving on, I know there's still plenty of this episode left, and what I want to talk about now is, again, this is a very behind-the-scenes episode, I'm realizing. We've been talking about a lot of stuff that's been happening behind the scenes. Oh, um, just one thing. What? Can I mention the joke you kept making? What joke? Oh, the, yeah, okay, you can. because I kind of want to tie it to the beginning. Sure. And you tie, I, the tie first it time you said it, I lost well, it's my just shit. Well, it's just a realization I made when we were talking about <laughs> yeah. Robin Williams, which was that eventually Robin Williams took his own life. 
And I didn't realize that when I made up those fake... I didn't, like, think about that when I made up the fake parts at the beginning, the made of those fake movies. But I think that was obviously in my head yeah. when I was thinking... Robin Williams, that he killed himself. That's what influenced me to write those uh, okay. those synopses. Thank I just you. wanted you to mention it <laughs> because of how fucked up it is. It yeah, no, it was pretty fucked up that we kept uh, bringing it up. Yeah. So, as far as behind the scenes go, an episode I've been trying to make happen for the longest time on our thing yes. or like TV. No, here. Oh, is that I keep pitching Tango and Cash. Yeah. And we should totally watch Tango and Cash. No, the dance, dancing the tango. That we learn the tango and we dance the tango. I just thought that was something, you know, that we have on the back burner in case we can't come up with something. Exactly. And I realized that I don't even like the idea, but there's only one reason why I keep pitching the idea. Because I discovered a website where this it's a tango website. And this woman opened up this question to people, it's just like, why did you quit tango? And who? Who's answering this question? Tango fans. People who do tango and so why they less tango. Is she like an ultra fan and she's upset? She's got like a... No, she just wanted to know what are the reasons people quit tango. And she just listed a bunch of reasons why people quit tango. And it is some of the funniest goddamn shit Does I have, have ever read in like my life. Does it have to do with like sexism or something? Partly. Yeah, I could see that. So I realized in order to avoid us having to actually learn the tango... I'm just going to read some of these right now so that I can just get this out of my system because I've always wanted to share this. Is that okay? But if we do the tango episode... We're not doing the tango episode. This I is would me have sp- made tapas. <laughs> we can make tapas anyway. I never no. had tapas. I can't. I've chewed this up already. We've <laughs> got to do this. All right. Just do it. Fuck. Peel off the band-aid. Do just it. Just make some tapas. All right. So I will the, neither. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. Just go. She okay. Like what you asked. The show must go on. So these are reasons people have written why they've left tango in their cities. But you didn't give us a chance to guess. Was it sexism? Some of it is. <laughs> God damn it. On the female part or on the male part? Oh, let's get into this. So here's a basic one. Here's like a basic one they, they did. I ended a relationship with a beloved tankero and felt unsupported whoa, by... Whoa, 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 What's a tankero? <laughs> a male tango dancer. Oh, I didn't know that. Uns- and felt unsupported by my community of female friends, in quotes. Because the friends wanted to dance with her tankero? One woman told so me... sexual. One woman tanquero? told me outright... I want to dance with your tankero. <laughs> that she didn't want to sit next to me... <laughs> Sorry. At a malanga. What is a malanga? This would have made more sense after an entire episode of Tango. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Because he might not ask her to dance. The malanga? Yes. Or the tango? The tango is a malanga. What the fuck? It was then I learned how shallow some of the connections, again in is quotes. Is that what you call the female tangos? No. That's just a dance. A malanga is a dance. But the connections. Is no. Like a she means like the friendships she's oh, made. okay. You in mean- tango actually are. <laughs> that's an actual word. Connection. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like partners in ballroom dancing and uh, pair of figure skaters probably have closer connections with their their, yeah. their working partners than they do in tango. I don't yeah. think so. But tango Not is like tango. an angry dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an angry so sexual dance. Yeah, so you gotta like, like the whole, hate 
and also be chemically or like on a chemistry level attracted to your partner for it to work, I guess. Because tango, um, the whole, the dance the of a tango is a story and the story's all about a slutty woman being murdered by a man. You gotta That's have like story. really good bitch face on mm-hmm. like both male and female yeah. bitch face. Yeah, exactly. So here's another one. I can't do tango, you guys. I smile too much. Tango attracts fantasists. I'm a realist. <laughs> I'm a realist. Here's another one. I've never met so many narcissistic, dangerous men in such a short time period. Um, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Too much tango drama with some of the women. Ugh. Yeah, that's, that's like one in of a the lot narcissists of shit. talking. Yeah. <laughs> the women play too many games. Uh, what's the that's deal with the, the women? women. <laughs> that's, that's really misogynistic. Yeah. Because they're probably just playing the part, and it's like they're not their person that they're playing. They're an actual person. Why can't it just be competition? Why does it have to be like, oh, the, these women are bitches? Because they're fucking narcissists. That's not cool. <laughs> My most favorite dance partner. My most favorite dance partner got a serious girlfriend and no longer would dance or even socialize with me any longer. In a small community, that was very painful for me. Read the first line. My most favorite dance partner got a serious girlfriend. Okay, before the girlfriend, I thought you were going to say STD. (laughs) That could be. That would affect the tango thing. My former dance partner Mm -hmm. got a serious STD. Pedro Almodovar hasn't done a movie that's centered around tango. Moved moved away from Minneapolis to Chicago. Dancers in Chicago are all old and grumpy. God damn it. (laughs) Now they're against people People from other cities? People in Chicago. I'm a tall woman and wanted to dance with someone my height or taller, and a teacher I had was very critical of my height. Well, fucking grow shorter. (laughs) You can't do that. You know, tall people aren't really built for dancing. <laughs> what they're are you too, saying? They, they can't. They like, just in a way they can't be as graceful as a shorter person Ooh. doing those dances. Same thing with figure skating. My tall brothers and sisters, these shorties are calling you out, and we I'm need the to... only shorty. Well, hey, shorty is like a dirty word, right? Have other things they're great at. Yeah, like reaching for the top thing off the shelf. That's racist. And if they're athletic in any way, they're great for basketball. That's very racist. They're really good at high fives. As a martial arts instructor, leading with the upper body was against 37 years of training not to lead with the face upper body first, instead as whole body using legs to propel and move from the waist. I'm That's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that dude was a fucking <laughs> moron. Dude is fucking orange. There are very few happy people in tango. Well, yeah, yeah it's an angry dance and they hate each other. What is that? What that person called idiot dancer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think about quitting because I'm a skilled dancer with a strong connection to the music, and I, I seek quit, the same. Bitch. But those men stick to their established favorites or chase pretty klutzes. Uh, just because you suck doesn't mean you have to fucking critique <laughs> yeah, other bitches. Bitter. Yeah. Bitter, angry. Um, let's see. Okay. I got to be an intermediate, met a beginner follower, fell in love. We became one of the best dance couples in our scene, albeit a small scene. She traveled to Europe without me and danced all over. She got great at tango. She had better dances with men other than me. Is this a detective movie? She moved to a big city and got begged to help teach with hotshot instructors. Sounds like somebody's going to go missing. Yeah, it sounds like a Norris 30s film. I'm still intermediate, shy about snooty chicks, have my best dances with little old ladies. This just turned into one of the, like, uh, love 
drama thing crime no 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 those things where they're looking for a love connection right exactly what are those called a love connection it sounds like a red shoe diary or something i don't know broken heart Victim of Tango. Is this you? <laughs> it's the same one. God, yeah. That bitch needs to get her shit together. That was a dude. I yeah. Think, I think uh, he needs he to go to writing bitch. school. <laughs> he needs to write those crime dramas. And these are the two best ones. My favorites of all of them. My wife decided to sleep with other men. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he looked Yeah, that is the best one. <laughs> no, actually, this, that's the best honest. reason for staying in Tango. <laughs> this is the best one. This is okay. my absolute favorite. The lice outbreak in the Portland Tango community grossed us out, and we took some kind of weird analysis through Tango Workshop and discovered the people we were dancing with were creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. These are lice-covered creeps. Don't go tangling in Portland, Oregon. They're creeps and covered in lice. Wow. I don't know. That kind of sounds like a lot of things that happen in Portland. (laughs) Don't go to Portland. They've got lice. They've got measles outbreaks now. It's just just stay out of Portland, guys. My God. So, I think that wraps up our episode. Why didn't we do tango? Well, nobody answered my question. I want tapas. No. Has Pedro Almodovar ever done a anything tango movie? based around tango? Probably. He was that. He's a Spanish director. He did. Um, fuck. He uh, did "Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down." Antonio Banderas. Yes. Uh, yeah. What uh, about him? I don't know if he's done a tango movie. He's made a lot of movies. Yeah. I know he made a movie where he turned a boy into a girl. Yeah. Mm. The skin I live in. Yeah. Uh, and then what about uh, Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell? In Tango and Cash? Yeah. Do they know about tango? They did not tango in that movie. Yeah, they're just tango and cash based on the, you know, Name. alphabet phonetic thing. Oh. Cash as in money or cash as in computer shit? What? It's money. It's not C-H-E. Lala, where can people reach us? You know, I haven't said it in a long few time. Episodes. So let's see yeah. if you can get this. Okay, so <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> Lala here. Oh, Lala here, <laughs> usual people. I imagine your hands doing those like finger guns, guns. Finger finger guns. guns. Hey, everybody. hey everybody, bang bang. <laughs> you can find us on three social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Actually, Twitter might be dead in the water because I quit Twitter yeah, and I was Twitter the only anymore. one. Well, whatever. Okay, but you know, you can reach us at Usual People Pod on those three social media channels. But if you want a longer form message sent to us, uh, reach us at Usual people.podcast at gmail.com Alright, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Adios. Amigos. I'm Michael Kane, and I'm leaving the show. 